slow. You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello and welcome in. It's Commissioner's Corner, technically week two. Uh, we skipped week one there before they or after the pre-draft pod, but week two, we got, as always, Tyler Bagginstoss, Kyle George joining the pod. We will start getting some of the other Lug owners in here over the next couple weeks, but excited to talk to you guys. We uh, took a week off there because both of you are selfish and we're attending weddings and it, it was tough for me to keep silent, but overall, I know I was the only one thinking about it. Uh, happy to have you guys back and focused. Um, going into week two here, fellas, a lot of interesting developments, I think, since our draft podcast, right? Yes. Um, it's been a pretty chaotic NFL season through two oh. weeks, if I were to say so myself. Like, not that any NFL season, as we lose Kyle, is that standard tie here, yeah. but this one has felt extra chaotic and where I want to start in saying that is that the Cowboys are 2-0 and um, and so it doesn't feel normal to the rest of us how <laughs> are you <laughs> what are your initial oh. thoughts we'll get into this more later but what are your initial thoughts seeing the Cowboys being to me undoubtedly the best team in the NFL so far it, I they're good man their defense is super good and it's just a little different this year the feeling of the team like Mike McCarthy when the play call right now they're running this west coast offense they also have a new oc brian schottenheimer and dak prescott gets the ball out within under like three seconds each time right. and he just gets it to his playmakers and that's not something that we had with kellen moore because kellen moore was more like let's take our deep shots get the run game involved just as much as the next guy but like the combination of the run game and this like getting the ball out quick for dak which i think benefits him we can all agree is really open things up and they're and they're more scheming guys open than just like they were just prior just like we're gonna trust our guy he'll get it he'll beat him you know let's go yeah. Michael Gallup CD Lamb like now like CD Lamb's getting open on like a little hitch route because like the, like they're making plays getting these guys open. Right. it feels good and I think the the thing that I feel best about is just I mean that defense is special well, that's, really... so that's where I want to go next Kyle uh thank you for joining us again I know you're right. obviously very busy with the <laughs> tracking Bijan's advanced statistics and everything. You you have to take a break there. But we're talking about Tyler's Cowboys here and how good the defense has been so far. And Ty, I'm going to let you go again. Don't worry. No, that's um, all good. But Kyle, going to you next about the Cowboys here, just to quickly start us off before we dive into the Luke. Um, I was saying, to me so far, clearly the best team in the first two weeks uh it or at least it seems in my opinion um what do you think about that defense and I think they've been you know kind of the main cause for the success we've seen through two weeks so far very early in the season we don't need to say that but I'll do that just to get that out of the way but let's let's go ahead and roll with what we've seen so far uh yeah it, it you have to give Tyler his props here. I mean, it's hard to, to say nice things about the He Cowboys. does call the plays, so that's yeah. exciting to hear. <laughs> I feel like this is a, a notorious podcast for bashing the Cowboys. 
Uh, oh, no, yeah, no, no, honestly, this does not feel right. But the, the, fuck you guys, actually, now that I think about it. Because <laughs> we're only two games. Yet, I am jinxing the shit out of yes, uh, yeah, yeah. We are two no, games in, one... and we played a team without Aaron Rodgers. So I appreciate it. The team looks great. But, I th- like, the defense, the Cowboys defense might be my best fantasy player. Yeah, guaranteed Super Bowl on top of it is like for sure. That's about how this season has started. Is like if you guys don't make it, <laughs> I would be shocked. Um, hey, well, hey, you gotta have expectations, baby. <laughs> okay, speaking of surprises to start the year, uh, see what I did there. Um, yeah, that's nice. Let's talk about the Luke now that we've got Kyle back in the mix. I want to know first and foremost who you guys thought, either player wise, team wise, both you felt most wrong about after watching the first two weeks of fantasy football. Ooh. Again, it's been a very interesting season. Um, Kyle's, Kyle's in and out what is time, but it's been a very interesting first two weeks of the season. And I do want to know kind of where your head stands with who's been most interesting and who has failed the most to you. And I'll start just to give you some time here. I got to um, fail. Too. Yeah, I'm ready whenever. I think what surprised me most in kind of the lackluster category has been Cooper. Um, I think we we're pretty high on his team. I also, though, want to say this up front in the pod, which is why I pick him. I think he's ha- been the product of bad matchups through two weeks, where his team is actually, if you look at kind of the average throughout the league, is scoring decent. I'm not saying they're the best. 88. Yeah, no, I know. He but could it's... be 2-0 right now, and we wouldn't be shocked. Yes. And so I, I will say, I think being 0-2 is surprising with Cooper's roster. Uh, on the plus side of things, where I think it's surprising to see 2-0, is actually a guy that, uh, you know, is pumping up the crowd as we speak. It's Jack McDonald. I just don't understand, you know. It's he snuck product. two by. I think it's the exact opposite of Cooper. I think Cooper got hosed by the first two weeks, and Jack kind of benefited by who he matched up with the first two weeks. Uh, and so to see him 2-0 and and then tonight, obviously, with David having a good chance to win that game. Um, but then seeing, oh, it's Miles Sanders that we're relying on. Yeah, okay. That that one was done. Uh, <laughs> was that for David? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. I, think, I think seeing Jack 2-0 and and Cooper 0-2 have both surprised me. Kyle, the question uh, – to Ty here and, and Ty, you take it next. But the question, yeah. just so you know, is kind of what surprised us most from pre-draft to now, uh, I, both I got a positive player. and negative. And it doesn't mean it's the rest of the season. Just curious what in the first two weeks has kind of shocked you fantasy-wise. And let's go to Ty. I'm going to take a player real quick. Um, and Jamar Chase and the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals as a team in general. Can and we say I Joe know, Burrow, too? Because he's on my team. and I'm Exactly, yeah. And Joe Burrow. And, I mean, Joe Burrow's a guy you take in the, what, fourth or fifth round. Like, he went fourth high. For those who are counting. Fourth, yeah. So, you need these guys to – and, you know, he didn't have the preseason and whatnot. But I'm looking at Paul's team in general if we're talking about surprising. And it's not very surprising that this man is about to be 0-2 because um, there's no real reason. I just have been talking a lot of shit with him recently. I had to let him know that. But uh, he, he also – <laughs> he also he also attributes a lot of his season to AJ Brown and Jamar Chase not showing up for him. Um but I am not surprised to see Paul's team 0 and 2. 
Okay. Do I get to talk now on the podcast? Sorry, internet just keep, for some reason just keeps going in and out. I don't know what's happening, but yes. Okay. My kind of similar theme to what Tyler's saying, but on the other side of the spectrum for like, I guess things that have surprised me, that's a good thing. And that's the Rams being good and having like three or four very relevant fantasy players. I don't think outside of Cooper cup going into this year, I don't think anyone would have expected them to have another player Maybe you could have argued Cam Akers. That would have been like a Who week. Who they just start. said today they're trading. I know. Well, I'm saying going back to the start of the season, though, it's like Cam Akers is like a, you know, dead zone running back somewhere in like the five to seven round. Um, but obviously he's getting shipped out. But now you have, Kier, uh, was it Kieran or? Uh, yeah. yeah Kieran, Williams. No, Kyron Williams. Yeah, Kyron. Yeah, Kyron Williams. And then both Tutu and Puka obviously are all becoming very relevant players on a week-to-week basis and it doesn't really seem like a fluke i actually think like most of those guys like in that mcveigh offense might be relevant for most of the year now when cooper cup comes back i don't know what happens to the receivers maybe one of those two guys falls off and, uh, and i think as, as long as stafford's healthy you're chilling i think so too they like to spread the ball around and mcveigh just like gets guys open so i mean you could be I'm looking not at i'm sorry what Oh, sorry. Real quick. I'm not worried about the receivers. I mean, I think one of the three falls off with if Cup's back, but Kyle has two, so who cares? Um, but I think I think Kyle, what's what's his name? Poku, something like that. Puka, Nakua. Puka. Yeah, that I think he's good. I think Kyron Williams might be a stretch to me. I think that's a guy where if you look at the stats, it's like 15 carries, 50 yards, one touchdown. 15 carries, 45 yards, two touchdowns. Like that's a lot of a lot of touchdown production. And outside of Tyler finding Jamal Williams last year, we haven't seen that <laughs> usually hold up. That's the yeah. only reason I didn't get did I get last? No. No, it rode you all the way to seventh place. So that was sick. Um, exactly. But well, I didn't really expect the Rams to be like a team that I'd be excited to watch this year, but they are. They're like yeah. entire team is They're like good. second year players other than Stafford. They battled the Niners. They battled well, the Niners. That's what I was just gonna say, Ty. Once you do it against San Francisco, I'm I'm pretty sold. Like, <laughs> For sure. Seattle less so, but the the Niners oh wait. They play Seattle this week. Uh, the Rams played Sam Brand this week. Oh, who they beat Seattle week one? one. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm sidetracking us. Either well, way. Seattle just won this week against a, a tough matchup, matchup, I forgot. So, no, they're a real team. Rams are Detroit. real. That's right. They are um, a Max Stafford injury away, though, from being horrible. I can yes, pretty much that, that's why I said he, he had a couple scrambles in that last game against Sam Fran where I was holding my breath because he doesn't quick, look good when he slides. And if he takes a shot, I'm like, he's going to snap in half. <laughs> quick predictions here. Um, on why Stetson Bennett's been released from the team. <laughs> he was released? I well, they were released or whatever. I don't know. Did he roster? I don't know what that means, but he's not a listed player on the roster. Did he have a girlfriend prior or a wife? Ty, I don't know. You have to make a, a prediction here. Okay. It's something family related, so like <laughs> it has got to be something a little weird. I don't know. I don't Yeah. <laughs> I'm going either like, like cheated on someone cheated on someone. I'm going drug addiction or alcohol addiction. Seems to be really play. Or I'm going family member died. So we'll see who's oh, right. Come on. Sorry. Could, oh, could oh, be yeah, something like that. Guy. Could Kyle be health. Drug or alcohol addiction. <laughs> <laughs> and I say his family member died, and I'm the bad guy here. Yeah. It could be uh, health. I guess like I said maybe something internally with this health is bad. I don't know. It it could be anything. 
Yeah, either way, I don't think we were relying on him fantasy-wise. So let's move into uh, week one pickups. So this is the first lube topic I really wanted to get into. Um, Kyle dominated, I think, let's week one pickups. Let's fucking go, baby. So it's only right, KG. Big ticket. <laughs> Start with you. Uh, talk about your week one pickups as well as maybe anyone else you noticed or any players you noticed getting picked up in week one. Because that's always – I mean, our, our league knows this, but I'm going to say it for podcast sake. Week one through maybe four, but really week one, two, and three are where you find the home runs in the pickup oh. in the waiver wire. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, me, I'm speaking actually just as me. I'm too tentative a lot of the time to spend the money, but the money's the money's dead at the end of the year. No one cares. So yeah. Kyle, as the guy who kind of dominated week one, can you talk to us a little bit about what you saw uh for your own team as well as what you saw maybe throughout the league? Um yeah, obviously. Start with your own team. That's an easy one. Then Ty yeah, well, I got Puka. That was my only pickup. And I'll put you in Kyle's Not the only deal you made, though. Not the only deal you made. Last week. My mindset was oh, I Ty, felt okay. like I knew I was going to overpay no matter what. And I, when I say overpay, I mean, like, I didn't know Puka was going to do what he just did again week two. So put yourself in week one mindset where you're like, was that a fluke? Was it not? I, I thought it was a lot. 31. I'll say it. I thought it was a lot until I saw this week. And well, then I, was, I, think, oh, I think steel. <laughs> I think hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think if you go back to week one, that was a lot to bid. But the only reason I did that was because I have cup, and I was like, I will not be able to sleep at night if this ends up not being a fluke, and I'm the one that was too cheap on the waiver wire to not go get him when I'm yeah. my number one pick is sitting on IR right now. So I knew it was going to be an overpay, but it turns out it might be. A, a blessing obviously you know he has 15 targets in week one and 20 targets in week two so hard to ignore that is that he's good 100 yards in both games so no touchdowns and he's scoring like 20 points a game so it's it's pretty fantastic ty uh yeah. what was the move you maybe noticed or and or what do you think about the waiver wire week one um i liked paul's move um getting kyron williams that was a nice pickup for him. He spent 17 on him. Um, uh, other than that, waiver wire-wise, is that what we're talking? Uh, it is, but I'll give you some time here, and let me extend on what you just said there. What's your guys' thoughts on someone like Paul in this situation? But it's really a toss-up as you move out or move throughout the league. But Paul picks up Kyron Williams, pays a decent price, and then sits him on the bench. Does that strike you as anything? Or do you think it's like a long-term, let's see this out with Cam Akers? And that's a specific situation, but I'm more talking waiver wire in general. Like if you're paying for a guy, then immediately not playing that guy unless it's a background. <laughs> let's say maybe second tight end, second defense, something like that. Yeah. Kicker. Like, is do you have thoughts towards that, or is it really just luck of timing? Because I can see both sides. Like, I'm not saying Paul yeah. needed to play Kyron Williams, and no, now it's so easy with hindsight to be like, oh, what an idiot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know, can tell you that I, I played Puka specifically this week because I paid 31 bucks for him. That's what uh, I mean. So, and Kyle, I had a lot of other options at Flex where I was. I was really debating Tyler and I talked about this last week before the Thursday game where it was like. Do I play Pickens? Do I play Kirk? Like, I didn't know who I was going to play. And then Puka had an oblique injury. I'm like, shit, do I play him? But I literally, the, my decision, Connor, was I just spent 31 bucks on this guy and fucking played him. And so yeah. I think I think yeah. there's a line. Like, I, I, I understand. 
bidding a lot for a guy that could be a value added debt piece and whether or not he's a weekly starter for you, you need to have those guys that are interchangeable, right? Like if you feel like the only guys that are playable on your team are your starters, then your team is just super prone to risk in the sense that if one guy gets right. injured, then you're fucked. You so I, I kind of understand you know, and then the championship. <laughs> um, no, it's a great thing. There's, right. there's a balance, right? Like, I don't think Paul fucked up by not playing him. You know what I mean? I think it was kind of just like I, I have belief in this guy, and you know he could be a valuable piece for me going forward, a valuable debt piece. And I think that's exactly what Kyron's going to be for him. I don't think he's necessarily like a must start. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's going to be starting him a lot coming up soon because I don't know how he's feeling about Najee Harris over there in Pittsburgh. And but the way it's looking, it's that Warren guy who's a little quicker and more explosive, it seems. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree, and it is it is a tough spot. I'm not saying whenever you pick someone up, you have to play them. No, for sure. It's just it's interesting, like, early on to see what choice each owner makes because I do think this is when it's the hardest to depict. Hey, I just, you know, I'm, you have to spend a lot to get the guy you want because everyone, all of us, get very excited early on. And to be fair – that's where the league winners can be picked up on waiver wire. You know, like the classic example to me is Peyton Hillis way back, like week two pickup, week three pickup ends up being RB like two or three in the league. Sure. Uh, but I can't, it's a balance though. Cause like, even as you get later in the season, like, yeah, you don't get the league winners, but you know, in week 10, if like, if one of the number one running backs goes down in his, you well, know, his hand look at Nick Chubb. It's like that could be a guy that wins you playoff games, kind of thing. So it's like you do want to. It is scary to spend a lot at the start. Like I will tell you, like once I got Puka and spending thirty-one bucks on him, I looked at my budget. And I'm like, shit, I like can't fuck up any of my other decisions at this point, or I could be in real trouble come later in the year. I also got to say, I think we're still being year three of the auction free agency. I don't think we haven't nailed yet. Like. And, and I'm saying that on both sides of spending early and not spending enough late. Like, there's there we haven't figured each other out the way we have in the draft yet, in my opinion. Yeah, and don't uh, you feel like there's a lot of luck, too? It's almost like the draft, right? No, Especially it is. Early, it is. It's just, yeah, you just hope it hits kind of thing. Well, and there, it's, a, it's a tiny pool, right? It, it is a draft, but it's a tiny pool. And in the draft, I think we know each other's tendencies now. Whereas with free agency, it's kind of like learning. Like, I think last year someone spent sixty bucks in week one or something like that, and yeah. perhaps someone that was major, and then they ended up not being major, you know. And it's it's kind of like figuring out what that flow is, and so that's the nice part about kind of tweaking the league continually. I think uh, Kenneth Walker in like week four or five last year when right. their starter got hurt, and I outbid everyone by like thirty bucks. And it was like one of those things where it's like, shit, this better work out. Thankfully, he was solid for me. But it's like, at what point do you feel bad about how much you bid? Because, you know, it hurts when you feel like you could have gotten somebody for $20 cheaper when in reality. You if, if you walk away you know, with absolutely. a if you walk away with a starting caliber fantasy player, no matter what you bid, I feel like that's a win to have. I totally as a agree with that. Well said, Ty. Yeah, I agree. I also agree. Like. Anyone you can even not starting, but like play one, maybe a little more than one quarter of the, your fantasy week. So over four games. I mean, that's a big deal to get Huge. outside of the draft. Yeah. You know, that's a reliable player. So I guess that feeds kind of into, you know, who do you start 
when it's you tough to decide, man. I fucked my flex uh, decision this week. You know, it's oh, same. I, 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 my flex and defense, I've messed up twice. Like, yeah, luckily I played Paul, so you know, easy. Job, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love, by the way, I love talking to Paul about fantasy, man. He is, he is a diehard fantasy guy. No, oh, he's he's the most dedicated. I uh, not not the most talented, but the most. <laughs> I hate the tangent, but uh, Tyler, do you remember the call we had? Uh, we were down oh. for Connor's wedding, and we called Paul, and Paul's just like talking about like how he feels like he wasn't really saying he's a good owner, but he was like he made a comment about like one of the better owners, and then John was just like, "Are you actually one of the good order- owners in this league? Like, how many times you made the playoffs?" I've uh, it's just so oh no! Well, and, and you've got to consider it, not to just shit on Paul here tonight. <laughs> you got to consider like in that record compilation is like a twelve and one season that Joey picked. <laughs> <laughs> like you should minus twelve wins and one loss to be fair, and the championship from whatever. One loss to be fair. Is. So uh, it is the best story in our league. It is the best story. <laughs> well, I don't know. It could Wait, be. That Paul versus- has. But yeah, what Paul has going for never losing to Derek. Derek, yes, yeah. in both of the best stories. Thank, thank God Paul has that over Derek, or else he'd have nothing. Right, and the, <laughs> and the <laughs> shit talking by Paul, he's just a shit talk. Like he literally direct messaged me on the ESPN app to talk shit. Like, it wasn't <laughs> it's like if if we didn't have uh, Paul owning that fictitious championship, I think it would be like. We'd have to find the new tenth because I oh. think he'd be gone. I think yeah. he talks himself. I love you, Paul, and I love talking fantasy when we when you call me randomly and we talk. It's the best. <laughs> I gotta say, like outside of Kyle, Paul is one of the funniest, like bad luck owners in the in the league. Kyle's still number one as of this year until he wins. But uh... <laughs> what am I? Three second places. Yeah. No. Hey. No one's questioning that you're good at it. I'm the Gonzaga of the league. I admit it. It's fine. Whenever I win fantasy, all of your money on Gonzaga winning the national championship. It is. That's just the year. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. I'll never bet on that. Okay, Uh, (laughs) let's move on. So, want to talk week one power rankings? Um, I guess actually at this point we'll call it week two because I'm just going to go ahead and try to read the results of where we stand. Uh, So let me give you kind of the rundown i'll try to i'm just gonna have to i can maybe get the divisions locked down but really just gonna have to read them down so most of the groups are one and one so we've got david myself um john fishback oh wait sorry i'm looking at the week two scores if you need them do you have this a really bad podcasting moment it's fine Connor, Randy, David, John will be one and one. If I'm right. reading this right. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go ahead and I'm going to read the week go one ahead, standings. Then you guys are going to, I'll read the week one scoreboard. Then we're going to do power rankings, but I'm not going to try to combine everything. That's fine. Cool. Okay. So after week one in the T Swift division, very nice name. Um, we had Derek Sanger, you know, one and oh, the true, you know, Rock a flock of flame. Everybody <laughs> of the division deserves a uh, picture from all of us on our phone. And um, I'm happy to say, as I read the next scoreboard, he he's held up. 
And then at number two, we had, uh, let me read this right. Marissa said on my face. Um, <laughs> I think that's Marissa. It's Randall Tainer. It's Randall Tainer, <laughs> but I think he's talking about maybe an elder singer there. Uh, then in third place at 0 1, we had 1833 37. Uh, David Walser. <laughs> in fourth, Wake and Baker. That's myself, your defending champion and soon to be two time. Um, then lastly, we had Derek Staddy, uh, Paul Sheffield, <laughs> and then the division, we had uh, the very original Dak Me Off. Um, <laughs> you're sticking with it. Oh, yeah, the benefits this year. Tyler back if you want to know, uh, co manager, which doesn't even make sense. Uh, <laughs> he meant commissioner, but he's stuck with it, and I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, hand glowing glass, glass blown. Kyle George uh, <laughs> with the Kyle Mooney impersonation there. Incredible. Yeah, that's pretty good, Connor. You could well, you could fine tune that a little bit more, but it's it's there. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm still kind of staggering from your and Derek's trade, which we'll get into, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have in fourth place 0 and 1 Ben Jehovah. Uh, <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> and then um Aptly named Tua Aloha, but prior to this week named Pamela Big Boobs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the rundown of the league after week one. In week two, I think we can announce winners at this point. Uh, I will be beating Paul. I'll be one and one. Paul will be 0 and 2. Um, Cooper will be 0 and 2, losing to John. 1 and 1 for John, 0 and 2 for Coop. Jack will likely. I believe likely, yeah, will win, um, beating David. So Jack will be two and zero. David zero and two. Derek's going to two and zero, beating Randall. Uh, Randall one and one. Derek two and zero. And then Kyle dominating Tyler, despite Tyler actually putting up probably the best other than John score. One yeah. point behind John. Very high uh, in the league. Kyle dominating this week. Um, Kyle going to two and zero. Tyler going to one and one. So let's talk power rankings, and as we go through this, we can kind of touch on the team by team. The way we're going to do this is we're all just going to kind of pick, um, alternating, and then go from there. I will start us off. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick Paul. <laughs> uh, I think that's it's it's kind of the candy choice right now. I actually don't feel terrible about his team. Neither do I. Quite frank. Yeah, me neither. It's it's probably a little bit of a layup that I would maybe pick someone else uh, if it weren't so funny. Um, <laughs> but the fact that Paul and Kyle, I'm going to steal one of your favorite points here. The fact that Josh Jacobs is one of his top running backs along with Najee Harris, oh. I, I hate it. I, hey. I really hate it. And um, we're not putting in the fact that Nick Chubb is now dead. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> don't love the running back stack there. Uh, and then the fact that also Mike Evans has been by far his best player. Um, and he sat I him week one, Baker I believe. Mayfield. I love him, but I'm just not trusting that production to continue. I'm, I'm not. So I'm going to put Paul at the bottom for me at number 10. Um, and Ty, we'll go with you for number nine. Number nine. Um, who is the other Owen two? Oh, David. You don't have to pick Owen. No, no, no. David is who I thought. So, 
David. He's not zero two, is he though? Isn't he one one? No, he's. Oh, he's gonna be. Yeah, he's zero two. You're right. I I played him the first week and beat him, and he actually had a great week the first week. Um, Way to slip that in there. <laughs> yes, I'm talking myself up. Fucking uh, co- cocky Cowboys fan over here. Yeah, I'm feeling good, dude. I'm hot. Um, I know with no quarterback, and he feels on top of the world. So one thing I do like about David's team, though, and I think he needs to start playing um, more Miami Dolphins players as much as possible. And I think you got to play Mostert and Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill's obviously proven to be who he's been um, in the past. Uh, I just don't Javante Williams and Derrick Henry. I don't love Derrick Henry's model consistency, but they're not getting much explosion from those two, I don't think. And then, obviously, we talked about it earlier, Connor hinted to it, Miles Sanders on the Carolina Panthers. I mean, the Carolina Panthers looked like boo-boo to um, Monday night. and They will continue to look like boo-boo. I'm yes. so confident saying that. Um, and then I look It's at like his- Atlanta being 2-0 and for terrible teams with no quarterback. It's like you will continue to see that. Super Bowl run, start it now. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Sorry. No, you're fine. Continue. I mean, I, I, I'm i going with David. I, what Do you guys have any more thoughts on it? No, I don't no, think it's I, bad. I think I messed up my 10 team, but you know, I'll, I'll get back around to it. Okay. Yeah. Tyler, hit us with number eight. I don't – yeah, Tyler, I don't disagree. I don't know who I would have put at nine, either Cooper or David. They're both – I feel like both teams are somewhat comparable, but I guess I would give Cooper the slight edge because he does have Patrick Mahomes and that – that alone and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and JJ. Yeah, good point. Those two alone can just win you weeks by themselves. So David does have Tyreek Hill though, and I would say him and JJ have the same sort of uh week by week winning ability in terms of putting up monster weeks. But I agree with that. Uh, I actually there's not a lot of teams that I hate in our league. In fact, there's really none. But like I actually think Cooper could be a pretty good team the rest of the year. 0-2 start kind of hurts, but he has a lot of good pieces. I mean, the Montgomery injury really hurts him because who's and and Jamal back? Williams got hurt at, at his flex tonight. With yeah, the so running back is going to be an issue for him with that. But uh, he has P Ryan. Yeah, that's that. I I don't love that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I don't. Yeah. Anyway, I, Cooper's so got Cooper. good receivers. He's got a good tight end. <laughs> yeah, ETN sorry. Etn also got hurt. Fun fact: so his whole team's hurt, <laughs> pretty much. Oh that's shit! It. That's not a good start, but they're all up for Trey. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> By the way, a uh, side note about Cooper: uh, him sending trades in this league is also one of my favorite things about this league. Just like the blatantly horrible offers, but thank you. Can can we admit, things. Kyle? And this is a lot for Kyle to admit on the podcast, but Cooper's surpassed me as even the most disrespectful trade offers. There's a difference between disrespectful and just like impossible to crack a deal with. And you're not the only one in this league, Connor. There are many people in this league, by the way. Derek used to be like that until he finally accepted a trade with me. Wait, we'll I was going to say, Kyle, like, oh, yeah. He used okay. to be yeah. like Derek's been just... so tough for you. He just <laughs> handed you a championship. So. Um, uh, Randall, anyway, you and Randall are both bad, though. You guys are like, you're impossible to to make a fair deal. There's no like, okay, this is actually a fair deal. Let's well, make if I'm it. not winning like, the no, deal, you have to I take it to where it's clearly advantageous for you. <laughs> why would I make a deal if it's not winning for me? I don't get that. Uh, Theo Epstein was misunderstood too. Um, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> but you know who I'm putting seven? Who should be ten? We had a frank discussion about this this last weekend, and looking at the team, I feel even better about it. 
John's oh. That's the worst team in this league. John. And I, I called it, I called it week one. I called it week or prior to week one at post draft. And he had a big issue with that. Um, looking at his team now, he's got Saquon dead, uh, who carried <laughs> yeah. into a victory this week. He's yeah. got T. Higgins, and I expect Jamar Chase to come back to life. Chris Godwin, you know, I don't uh, think that offense is going to sustain. Stefan Diggs hates his own quarterback, despite being on one of the better teams. Jamar Gibbs could be interesting, but has not run the ball well. He's caught the ball very well, but hasn't run the ball well. Yeah. John Fishback, worst team in this league. And uh, a lot of this is for the text I'm, I'm going to receive after saying this, but I'm going to stick by it. He's at seven, <laughs> should be ten. I, I at seven, should be ten. I love. I it. really disagree with that. I actually like obviously losing Saquon hurts, but I think DeAndre Swift after his last game is now going to actually be the lone back in Philly. I don't think you can play that well. Kyle, do you but, want to make but, a side podcast bet here? I'll bet you DeAndre Swift has under 11 points next week. With assuming Gamewell's back? No, just say uh, who cares who plays. I bet he has under 11 points fantasy next week. Playing Tampa that's Bay, hard because like, that's basically saying is he going to score a touchdown or not. You're making it too much of like a, a coin flip. Make Kyle, it- he, Kyle, no, it's not. He had 175 yards this week. If you truly that's believe is not good, then you'll do eight points. No, I what I think I'm making a very fair bet. I I feel good about it. Eleven it's, it's points. Low. This is yeah, I'm tough to trade with. <laughs> it's the guy no, has twenty four and a half points with 175 yards and a touchdown, and Kyle's begging for eight. Nine and a half. Okay, eleven it is, and we'll shake. I'll take you at eleven. We go, and since it's an audio medium, Kyle and I just shook. It's $1,000 if I win. It's $10 if Kyle wins. That's that. Alrighty, let's move on. Before you so rudely interrupted my comments about John Steve, uh, I actually like a lot of his players. I think Gibbs is going to be fantastic. Montgomery's hurt. He's going to get like 20 touches next week and probably have 15 points. Uh, I also think Amari Cooper is going to be good all year because the Browns love to throw the ball and Deshaun Watson's just going to pepper him with targets. So I just... Whoa, 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 whoa. wait. Can we stop there? Until Nick Chubb snapped his knee in half, they don't love to throw the ball. That's not true. What are you talking about? The Browns? Yeah. They don't throw the ball that much. Yeah, they do. Well, I mean, it's not like they run the they ball will. 70% of the time. Or 70% of the time. They okay, were known they for being a running team. But they yeah, just throw the ball. Yeah, and then last year, Deshaun Watson came back and Nick Chubb averaged like four fantasy points for the last seven games. Did he? He didn't do well. He was like the RB1 through the first half of the season and then was bad the rest of the year when Deshaun came back. All right. I didn't know that. You always seem like Nick Chubb is the guy. Okay, All sorry. Right. To Connor, Connor's Googling. Oh, I'm going to Google. Yeah, I think you're I'm going to Google as well. I'm going to look up Nick Chubb 2022 <laughs> fantasy points and show you the drop-off. What, what where are we at in this order? Uh, six. Ty, you're Go right. ahead, Tyler. <laughs> All right. Who is six? One second. Oh, have we said Randall Tainer yet? No, we haven't. Randall Tainer is number six. Randall Tainer is number six. And I I saw his lineup this week, boys. And I did have to quit. Like, I know that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. But isn't Garrett Wilson a guy you just got to play every week, even with Zach Wilson? Yeah. And- well, so funny enough that you say that, I saw Randall this week. And um, 
Clay's, uh, classic uh, overthink on that one. Uh, he's been kicking himself pretty heavily about the he only had, Dobbs or whatever his name is. He had one big play, so like he was ninety percent right about the game, but then he broke off one like seventy-five yard catch for a touchdown that got him all of his points. But even that, he's just a guy you have to play. I think. Um, what do you but, think about his team as a whole, though, uh, going forward, like as a group? Yeah, I, I, m- I remember look, looking at his running backs and being a little scared about his running backs because he got Cam Akers, so he probably took a little early, who's, you know, in question looking for a trade. Maybe he'll recover on a new team. He did have Brian Robinson Jr. from the Commanders, who stepped up this week and had two touchdowns, and he looked pretty nice. So he actually might be um, a week to week guy that he could play. But with Rashad White and Josh Kelly from the Chargers being his two running backs that he played this week, I just didn't love that combo. Rashad White did have a great week, but Josh Kelly went for three. So his running backs are reap. But other than that, I love his receivers. We loved them all year. Almon Ross St. Brown, or when he drafted him, it looked great with Wilson, Garrett Wilson, and Almon Ross St. Brown and DK Metcalf. So I think he's still got a shot in Lamar at the helm. So, but right now he's one and one after this week, losing to. Derek. I don't know how I did not notice him not playing Garrett Wilson. He played with Romeo Dobbs instead. That's quite hilarious. It is quite okay, hilarious. To to his point, and yes, I was with him, so it it excused me. I mean, he had Zach Wilson playing quarterback who threw three picks very quickly. I know it's like, a hard, like if, but his teammates said Garrett, it wasn't all. But if Garrett Wilson doesn't catch a seventy yard touchdown, he has two catches for eighteen yards. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. I You're right. Dobbs is a guy. I'm just saying. I know. Like, I know. No, I know. He was so. He yeah. Good thing Romeo had two for thirty. Exactly the stat line you pretty much just. Yeah. Said. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, and then Romeo Dobbs had two catches for thirty yards. Which is <laughs> no, right, right. And I'm not saying Romeo Dobbs is like the god, but I'm just saying we're one play away from Garrett Wilson benching, not looking so. Dumb. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, he had a yeah. 15 point play. So. Yeah. No. 100%. That being and, said, I would probably play my second round pick. That's just me. Uh, so, exactly. Actually, one of my five second round picks or whatever Randall has. Oh, yeah. No, or yeah, 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 you're right. And just to defend my original point, Sean Watson came back in week 13 last week. Chubb had eight, six, nine, and then 10 the next four weeks. Yeah, but Kyle, that's just saying his fantasy stats, like the Browns offense sucked. Yep. Yeah. And but I they just threw the ball a lot more because Sean Watson came back. All right, they next were 23rd in passing. Uh, number five. <laughs> <laughs> they were 23rd in passing, and that looks like top 10 in rushing. Yeah, no, I don't believe that stat. I don't, I don't trust you. Okay. Um, like a group of stats. Okay, go with number five because you're obviously wrong here. Uh, I'm taking Connor at number five. Actually, you know, I feel like I made it maybe a hint too long with the injuries. Um, I. No, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I think but, you have a good healthy team. I think – sorry, I'll shut up first. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You have a very good healthy team. I know they don't have a timetable for Eckler, but he should be back eventually. But, I mean, you have a lot of running back depth. Like, I do think Khalil Herbert – this is a hot take of mine, and I've had it for a while. And if you want to trade him to me, Connor, feel free. Um, I kind of feel like Khalil Herbert at some point this season is going to become a pretty good running back. Okay, like, Herbert for Do- – or, I mean, uh, Khalil Herbert for Cooper Cup. No, obviously not that. I'll but wait out his injury. I'll wait I it. think that the Justin Fields experiment is going to slowly prove itself to not work that well throughout this whole year, and they're going to start to actually use the talent they have in Khalil Herbert a little bit more. 
and I could see him becoming like a solid RB2. I'm not talking like he's going to be like an insanely good running back, but he just needs volume. And that's the problem with yeah. that offense is they don't give him, they just don't run the ball with their running backs. And I think if they start to do that, he's going to be a good player because they don't it, really have a lot of other guys. When healthy, Connor's team has the best running backs by far. Um, we get like you go like five running backs deep. Um, that's why I feel okay, like okay, but be- but Ty, not to totally obscure. So we have the recent development. Chubb's probably not back this season. Whatever he's, he's gonna not. go for on the wire this this week, boys. No, he's yeah. I'm going for someone. Um, but Chubb's done, and then I think we could all say, uh, Alexander Madison. Is oh, he's he's done. He fumbled a couple times too. Yeah, he's done. And uh, he's just why is he so bad? <laughs> I'll trade you Gabe Davis for him for Madison. Yeah, seriously. okay, we can we can talk. Uh, you have to give me one superstar along with that, but then we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, sorry, sorry to cut you off. But... No, 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 you're fine. I just, but the, I guess the weak points are the flex and the defense, right? Yeah, and and it's tough. Like you have you have guys to choose from at the flex. It's just how many do you feel really confident about? I think you can feel confident no matter what. And your starting running backs and your two starting receivers. I, once you get down to, and I like Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's a touchdown scoring machine for the Patriots. So so uh, far, I mean, through two weeks, he's been actually even last pretty year big, though pretty big surprise. Like that's been a good one. But I agree. Like. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. You need Joe Burrow, by the way, to pick it up. Yeah, what the fuck. Yes. But I have Kirk Cousins, who's the best QB in the league right now. So. <laughs> I mean, he throws so much. And they're 0-2. I just don't understand what I'm supposed to do here. He's the uh, next Phil Rivers, let's be honest. Yeah, he but throws... Phil Rivers is a fantasy god. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, I, I think I was actually feeling okay about the team in general with Chubb. Even with Eckler out, so if Eckler can come back quickly, I think I can like, you know, hang around. If Eckler and Chubb are both like long term issues, oh, of course, yeah, I'm gonna be. I, I'm just well, Chubb is beer mile, but that is so a long term issue. Yeah, did that, they say <laughs> what the injury was yet? Do they know? I think it's like his. I don't know, if dude. Had the videos that play. we got sent, like his knee snapped so far backwards. Yeah, it was classic. Good. Just no. Yeah, it was. It was even it was if even up. if he were back by like week, yeah, I think like no way back would be like week sixteen, and they'd have to be like playoff hunt, and that would be a bad call either. I think he's just dead. And like, at that point, it'd be a tough play. You know, like is he? How that's what I mean. I'd do it, but it would be a tough play. Yeah. Dude, uh, fucking kidding me. The good uh, news is I have CD. <laughs> Kyle, we lost Kyle again. Good news is I have CD Lamb, who's uh, playing for that really overrated team in Dallas. So that's actually a pretty good great. feeling. No, your, your team's your team's fine, Con. Um, I mean, fine for the middle of the pack. Okay, so it's on me now. Yeah, the number four, and we got Kyle, myself. Um, Jack and Derek and Derek. I'm gonna pick Jack. I <laughs> I know I'll hear from him. I don't 100% like hundred percent. You will. I I think he's again one hundred percent beneficial of the matchups he's had. Um, that being said, he always manages a hundred points, and that's what you need to do in fantasy. Yep. This week, though, like I I think his role players suck. And I mean role players as anyone that's not Jalen Hurts or 
uh, Debo Samuel. Yeah. Or, sorry, Jalen Hurts, Debo, and Travis Kelsey. I just think that that group is not going to do it long term. But, and, but what he's done again is won these sneak these first two games. Not sneak. Yeah. I mean, he scored. He does this every year. And then this he's is got, why he's the, this is he's, why he's won so much. He's got he's Aaron been. Jones and Jonathan Taylor lurking. You know, a Jets defense who played bad last week, and a San Francisco defense who against a lot of teams are going to put up a lot of points. Jake Elliott, who's the number one kicker this year over Tucker. Um, so you, I, I hear you and I see you like, like, uh, Ty, Mike, you know what, it, you know what that pick was me rooting against him. It's okay, not about bad. his actual team. So can you stop making me look bad? I just, just I had to play devil's devil's advocate. <laughs> no, you're, you're completely correct. And he probably doesn't deserve fourth, but I'm going to take him off the table so he can't get higher than that. That's fine. Uh, no, his, <laughs> his team fucking rocks and I hate it. It, like this dude just doesn't miss. <laughs> Your original point though, Connor. If I had this team, it would suck. That's, no, Kyle, that's why Kyle, I think you're if you had this team, we would put you at eight. Like, I mean, that's and if I had this team, I'd be nine. Like, it's it's <laughs> it's like that every year with Jack. with this shit. That's so annoying. <laughs> that's so funny. God he just his he's he's a players coach, you know. His, he just elevate the players elevate to play for Jack. That's really yeah. all this is. <laughs> that is okay. People have to ask: Do we think the tears during the best man speech were faked for fantasy goodwill? Like, I I think there might have been part of that. That there was an ulterior motive for sure. yeah, exactly. <laughs> whether it be fantasy football, bitches, who knows? You know, like, <laughs> there was another motive. <laughs> totally kidding. No, <laughs> it had to be said. He'll he'll chuckle at that. Yeah. Uh, let's get him off the table unless anyone wants to blow him. Um, <laughs> to number three, and so it's between Kyle, Tyler, and Derek. And I'm sure you guys want to fillet each other at the end. So who's taking Derek? Whose turn is it? I was going to put Derek above because he's two and zero. It's your Um, turn now. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to put me at three. Okay. Uh, You know what, Tyler? It's your turn. (laughs) Dude, that's just my honest opinion. You know, I think I'm being completely unbiased. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to alter this where Kyle goes last. Okay. Uh, Derek. Derek is third. Okay. And the reason I say Derek is third is because he I just looked at points scored. He put up 84 in week one and beats Connor. 84 because to Joe 81. Burrow had three points. I should be two and oh. I'm just I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. A putrid win in week one. A win is a win, though. And then he did have a better week this week, beating Randall 99 to 91. And when I look at Derek's team, one I, I, I like a lot of things about Derek's team. Um McCaffrey, Devonta Smith, and Philly, who's looking like I don't want to say better receiver, but a one A one B type of situation. Um, I think he's better. I think is he be- Smith is by far. I know you, you might be right. He, he's like more athletic and just like yeah. swaggy. Brown's stronger and goes stronger, deep, and maybe Smith faster, is open more. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. Um, James Conner and his running backs are good. A James Conner touchdown scoring machine. Now, is this the point when we talk about the trade with him and Kyle? And I was going to wait did. till Kyle's team, but do you want to do it now? Do I get to talk no, about no, it? No, wait, Tyler, let's hold. Uh, let me say who number two is. Okay. Number two would be Tyler Bagenstoss. He's being very humble. But two great showings in the first two weeks. Unfortunately got hit by the buzzsaw that is Kyle George. 
you know, trying to put himself at the third best team in the league. Some would say the biggest sandbagger in the league by far. But uh, I will not take that from you. I will not, <laughs> I will not stand for that. But Tyler, also, I gotta, I gotta tip the cap here. The managerial prowess this week to even put up the points you did. Daniel Jones, starting, throws up a twenty-nine. Which he looked horrible in the first Cook. half, by the way. I was like, what a terrible decision. Then he put up like all of them in the second half. Exactly what I was thinking. First half, I was like, I'm the worst owner in the league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and of course, of course. But at the same time, then he throws up James Cook, who looked terrible in week one, throws up seventeen. Uh, Tony Pollard has been. We'll get to that trade, but been very even so far to me. Yeah, yeah. it will yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, we'll get to that. Um, the only is... issue was Calvin Ridley looked like a normal human again, and and Brees Hall only got four touches. So, will be interesting long term. I'm excited for Christian Watson to be back because that's a big pick for you. I'm really excited. Also, I'm excited about that. to see when you pull the Jordan Addison trigger. Because he's been good. I played him the first also week. He's got JJ with him, so it's it's tough. I'm not blaming you. I'm saying like that's well, even tough, Nico tough Collins. Work. Like I was Nico's nice. He's good. Him, and it, like and you have Jalen Warren, Ty. Oh no, and and I think Jalen Warren's about to take over this backfield. No, he definitely is. Or I mean, I feel so like I've been trying to make some moves, and like I offered, you, you know, a couple trades for some big names, and. Like I, I like, dude. Jared Nick Chubb's on the block, uh, so you should. A have. lot of my play, like not these players I have on my bench are like valuable. Yeah, and so when I attach it to like a Devonte Adams, like yeah, I feel like that trick. should be able to get me a lot in return. Yeah, so but like, be more scared of Devonte. And I get be. no, I get, and that's I get fair. That too, that's but fair. But then not, maybe I'll right. toss in a third player, like yeah. a Devonte Adams, Jordan Addison, Jalen Warren, or like even Nico. That's Collins. a good package. Ooh. That's sexy, yeah. I, I, like I offered I, – I brought up the idea of Devontae Adams, Jordan Addison, and James Cook for the best player in the league, and he wasn't sure. I will I will entertain that for Nick Chubb if you want. I wish I could, man. He's a fucking beast. Yeah, he is. I'll entertain it. Send it my way. I will. Um, but, no, Ty, I think you're, I think you're sitting pretty right now. I, I like your team. Thank you. You just oh Mike. By the way, my quarterbacks. I the reason. Well, it just kind of fell into place, but they're I have them each playing Arizona and back to back to back weeks. So I'm like, can I can I also give a downside to your team? Yes, you could be super shitty really quick. Like it it could go really bad really quick too. <laughs> if Devonte, Devont, yeah, no, for sure. You could be the. To be honest, like outside of my own team as well. Like I'm not confident either, but like you could be the week two reaction team here. Where, like, again, those guys I just named, like, obviously, Daniel Jones, you're going to play the quarterback game the whole year. Like, you're going to have to guess. Yeah, I was planning on the quarterback. But then the James Cook, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, like, Brees Hall, like, that. Now I'm reading it a second time. and (laughs) I know, me too. Physically (laughs) nauseous. The fact that you made it to two makes me physically nauseous. Like, (laughs) I I know. I think we fucked up there. Yeah, Uh, we probably did. We did. I I thought, (laughs) when I going into this, I thought we were going to be four to five. I was going to be four to five. Yeah, that's probably then, more accurate. But then I was looking. I'm like, there's only two two and O teams, right, in the league. Yeah, and like, I guess I'm, and it just kind of shook up. No, three know. of them now. Three of them, I think. No, two. I don't but, know. Jack, Jack and, and Jack two. and Derek. Oh, and Kyle. And Kyle. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. So three. Um, 
speaking of which, let's get into, well, actually, before we did that, John should have been 10th. Um, just saying that one more time. Uh, yeah. uh, and that's just for him specifically. So, Kyle, you tried to put yourself three, which was bullshit. You also tried to pretend your trade with Derek was fair, which was bullshit. You're playing the sandbagger really well this year. Um, let's have an honest conversation here for a second. Uh, do, you, do you want to start the trade? Yeah, I do. I didn't and offer so, the trade. Derek what? offered it to me. Uh, I offered Derek originally George Pickens for Brandon Ayuk straight up. And this is, keep in mind, the reason my rationale behind that was, one, Derek's a Steeler fan, so he maybe like Pickens. But Deontay Johnson also went on the IR, and we hadn't seen George Pickens play a game as a number one receiver. So in my head, I'm like, is Derek willing to sell Ayuk in his head, maybe thinking that the week one was like a fluke performance that isn't going to continue throughout the whole year? And is he willing to buy on the potential upside in George Pickens? And he said no to that, which, you know, I if I was Derek, I would have said no to that too. But I, that's just what I offered, which I don't feel like is that ridiculous of a trade offer. I think we can all agree on that. And maybe it depends on how you view those two players, right? It's not like there's a blatant skew there. But no, he I, I think that's fine. Yeah, and then he responded with the offer of Ayuk and Keenan Allen for Olave. This is and, the shocking part. Wait, yeah. I got to say, though, I, just real quick, I was giving Kyle a ton of shit. I really still don't think that's a crazy trade. Like, I, I, I you, really Connor. don't think yeah. I've had Keenan Allen. Like, Keenan Allen does this. He'll have a really good week, then he'll sit for five weeks in a row with a fucking hamstring. Like, it's totally it's, true. It's not that, that it's not as bad as one week makes it seem. Unless, you know, obviously if the trend continues. And if I uke, as I mentioned to Kyle and Derek, um, Kyle was like, so who won that trade? And I was like, well, Kyle, obviously. If I uke continues being what he's done, but like every year we think I going to be good. And every year he's pretty underwhelming, like uh, just fantasy wise. Like he's a good receiver, but like good point. purely fantasy points wise. Sorry, keep going, Kyle. And not to mention that Olave, like, Olave, Olave has gone. Good. He's gone fifteen. He's by far the best receiver of those three. He's really good, and he has he has like he legit, is by far the best of those three. Yes, for sure. And if you look at these first two weeks, I would argue that like, I mean, he he went eight catches and uh, eight catches for one hundred and twelve yards week one, fifteen points with no touchdowns, and then he goes again six catches for eighty six yards, eleven points this week, no touchdowns. It's like if this that's going to be his floor. He's going to get right. you 10 points pretty right. much every single week just based on the volume he gets. So if, when he finds the end zone, he's going to be a top five receiver potentially. Yeah. Uh, at least for that week, whenever he scores, he'll probably be that. So I agree. I think people were being a little, I think people were just reacting to the fact that Keenan scored three touchdowns. Let's, let's be honest. He's not. Oh, gonna they were. It. That was all of it. That was the it's, whole thing. It's part. not they, it's all of us. <laughs> oh, oh, I was leading the charge. I mean, I was playing. Kyle. Well, it's against you too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not. Of course I'm going <laughs> to. So, I mean, it might not be logical, but in but that moment, Kyle, Kyle needs to hold. Kyle, you need to hold on to the fact that there will be a time this year where Keenan Allen literally is out three weeks in a row, and then you need to throw this back in our faces. So that's that's true. And Ayuk also had a shoulder injury in this game and played like half the snaps because right. of it. So it's like, I mean. I personally, I would say that I won this trade, but that's all because of how I view IU going to this year. When Brock Purdy started last year, he was averaging like 22 fancy points a game. And so I think he's Brock Purdy's favorite target. But if he's injured, obviously that's not going to be the case. So I'm very high on IU, so I would argue I won it. But I think we can all agree that people were overreacting to how much I won it. I think Derek still got a pretty good player. 
in a lot. Yeah, I I have nothing. I I agree with your take there. I think you want it, but at the same time, I don't think it's so obscure like the league made it sound based on Keenan Allen's week. Keenan Allen's week as good as it could have been. Keenan will have will probably have seven points next week, and I you probably won't play because of his shoulder, and ever and then I'll be like, look, it's it's fine, right? Uh, anyway, too much trade either way. Yeah, uh, I love my team right now. I, I got to be honest, I'm feeling pretty damn good about it. I think Bijan Robinson is the best fucking running back in the NFL, and if Arthur Smith was willing to give him the ball every time, he would average 35 fantasy points a game. I honestly think he's so. So let's talk about this. Uh, I was going to save it till after, but. The trade you guys made, Pollard for Bijan. So far, fantasy point-wise, it's been very close, you know, basically even, let's call it. Point here, point there, whatever. Um, I would argue, from third-party perspective, that Bijan's gotten more of the excitement talk. Uh, But Tony has also been what, if not better than everyone expected. So, uh, Kyle, I'll let you keep going here with Bijan. And then, Ty, I want to hear you with Tony. And then, I, you know, wrapping in how you feel about the trade. I'm sure I'm sure you feel the same way. So more about your guy. I think Bijan, you could you could make the argument has higher week-to-week upside because of his – like, not to say that Pollard isn't explosive. He obviously is. But Bijan is, like, kind of that next level. Like you, well, with you, Saquon going Bijan. out, I feel like Bijan's the most exciting back in the league. I'm I mean, probably forgetting someone, but – if you watch him play, it's like you under. I didn't really understand why we took him at the eighth overall pick until I watched him play an NFL game, and I'm like, okay, I get it now. Like he, like you, he has that it factor when he touches the ball. You're like, holy shit, he has the ability to score a touchdown every time the ball is in his hands, kind of thing. Yeah, and he's well, so quick and elusive. It's just ridiculous, and he's like deceivingly big too. It's anyway, I, I'll orgasm about Bijan Robinson. No, no, you're entirely right, and him being a first year pro. And having that little quick step still, and you know, at some point it will. So he is unreal explosive. So no, yeah. I agree with your take on him being a higher week to week upside because I think there is a certain like ceiling that Tony can get to, especially in that Cowboys offense. And then with Bijan, like they're like, let's run the ball, let's get him as much as possible. Desmond Ritter, it's uh, is dumping off to him constantly. You know, like hey, it just make. Can I say something real quick? I know the Falcons are two and zero, and we'll get to NFL talk here at the end. Uh, Desmond Ritter, not a good NFL quarterback. No, he's not good. Kyle, no, you, no. you told me to start this year. The last four games last year were good, and I was on the train. Now I, I've watched. He's that. He's not good. He's going to game manage us to the playoffs, though. I will say that. I believe yeah. that. Yeah, I believe that. But you need a new quarterback, and then you'd yeah. be a Super Bowl team. <laughs> yeah, I would love Shadur Sanders next year. That'd be awesome. Um, okay, <laughs> doesn't matter. Ty, back to you. Back to you. Where were we even at? Well, no, uh, I want to so, make a point, though. Kind of oh, Kyle's team. I was saying, I think Tony Pollard for sure has a higher floor oh. week to week. I think yes. Bijan yes. has the higher upside. And the one downside is I don't think the, the splitting carries between Bijan and Algier is going anywhere. I genuinely believe that Algier's good. He's going to keep giving Algier opportunities. And I kind of get it, right? It's like, smart the for ball. them, yeah. That like they're each getting like 15 carries a game, pretty much. So it's not like he's not going to get the volume he needs to be fantasy relevant, but it does hinder the upside when every single time the Falcons are inside the five yard line, Bijan's not even on the field. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck are we doing? Give him the ball three times in a row, and I guarantee you we score. And he had one goal line carry in the last game, and the run blocking fell apart. He didn't even have a chance, got hit in the backfield. But 
to my original point, I think like this, I'm glad I have Algier because if something were to happen to Bijan, I that's a great handcuff to have. But I do think like you're going to continue to see yeah like carries throughout the whole year, and I think Algier is going to steal a lot of touchdowns from Bijan, unfortunately. And Ty, yeah. one thing I wanted to ask you is like Kyle mentioned the higher floor for Pollard, which I agreed with completely because I think what Dallas has shown even through the two weeks is like the defense has scored maybe more of the points in the offense, but Pollard has been that mainstay even more yes. than CD. Like, and we know Dak's super terrible, maybe average at best. Um, we all know that, but Pollard is someone they feed the ball to and it's not just between the tackles but like they'll throw them the ball six seven eight times you know yes. in a game um he's well, their do-it-all guy he, he absolutely is and he's he's just always open and making the right decision. he's so good he's, like, he's he's so good he's just one of those running backs like definitely not a power back but they still give it to him through the you know it's it, like McCaffrey in in some ways, you know. I guess that's the right. Best no, no, I agree. I'm with you. And so, Bijan, I think I think they're all the same, course, except yes. Tony's the least physically impressive if you were to just look at they're, it. But they all play the same mm-hmm. style of running back. They're they're fantasy running back gods. Yeah. Like that yeah. pass. They're the fan- right here. That's you are correct. And the, for running backs, no, you're right. I mean, and Eckler if he could be healthy, but we won't talk about yeah. that. And Eckler, exactly. So, um, but I think we need to put a bow on Kyle's team here. And there's really just not a hole at the moment. There's really not a hole at the moment. Yeah. And um, uh, I don't know, Connor. If we're to poke a hole, where where do we go? Receivers with Ayuk and Keenan getting hurt? No, I mean I I said he's got cop coming. I thought I thought. Kyle was going to win this year just based on, you know, like destiny. Now looking at the roster, I'm more confident than I was two weeks ago. Like, I don't think there's a comparable roster. The thing is it's fantasy football. So that doesn't really matter um, in terms of winning a championship, but injuries aside, he shouldn't, I would put Kyle, Kyle. And I know you're going to sandbag as you always do, but the, and no one else does in this league. Um, but I would say, like, it will be tough not to put Kyle's team at one consistently unless a lot of bad shit goes down. Even, like, you look at TJ Hawkinson. Like, he's Kirk Cousins' favorite receiver in the red zone. Like, it's every single spot he got Puka, which is – who knows if that keeps up, but good use of free agent money – there's still a lot of money left. Like, I, I don't know. Then you've got Cup, Kirk, Pickens, Pitts, <laughs> Davis, like, Algier. The only guy I'd say, like, I'm not pumped about is Tank Bigsby, and he scored a touchdown in week one. So I don't know how to feel outside of. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. My, my running back depth is definitely questionable because obviously. I'll, tra- Kyle, I'll trade first, you Nick Chubb. I will trade you right now. For, yeah, I'll take Alexander Madison from you. If possible. Okay. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. Um, Cooper Cup for Madison. We're squared away right now. We don't even have to talk offline. Kyle Pitts. Okay. Cooper Cup, Kyle Pitts for Madison. We're squared away. 
Okay, <laughs> let's not get into that now. Um, but no, I I'm yeah feeling pretty good for you, Kyle. I, I mean, terrible for me, but good for you. I, I'm sure the power rankings will go over well with all the boys. I'm sure no one will have alternate <laughs> whatsoever. I bet and Paul doesn't say a word. Since no. we've gone way too long, uh, I do want to do just do one last thing here. So, Tyler. Yes. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save you for last because grand finale, America's team. Kyle, Falcons are 2-0. and Just talking NFL now-wise, like just specifically how your team's doing, the Falcons and the Cowboys. Both very interesting topics, um, Kyle. How you? How are you feeling about the Falcons long term this season? And I'm not. I obviously they were picked to probably not make the playoffs, even most choices. Um, That's true. Yeah. But as you mentioned prior to you know in the first podcast, they are a good team. Um, curious, kind of what. 2-0 and L feels like through these two weeks and how you think the rest of the season is going to go. Then we're going to go to Ty, who's talk of the town. I think it's solidified my my original opinion going into the season that we can be a, a game over 500 and make the playoffs. True. Before the season, I was like, is a game over 500 realistic? I have no idea. I now do believe it is realistic um, because those are the kind of games that, like, yeah, Carolina and Green Bay aren't really considered – great teams, even though I do think Green Bay is better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. Um, those are the kind of games that Atlanta has to win, though, where the last like three or four years, they just haven't. They just lose to all those kind of like tweener teams. And the fact that we're, they're finding a way to win those games, I think, is a great sign to where when we play those below average to even average teams, that we're going to have a chance. But I think if you throw us up against like a San Francisco, we're not winning. Like I can, yeah, I would never bet us to win against one of the elite teams, but I think we can compete with a lot of the mid tier to, to bad teams and sneak into the playoffs because of that. And do you think it's like last thing I'll ask and you can keep it somewhat shorter, but like the Desmond Ritter situation, like, is that the main holdback? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say there's a lot of flaws defensively as well, but I would, you know, Yes, I would say that's a whole thing. I'm leading you, yes, but I'm curious, like, what is, like, to you, because if you make the playoffs, you know, a lot of teams think they can make a run, but you sound less convinced of that part of it. I would say pass rush is my number one concern. We literally have none of it. And then Desmond Ritter is second. (laughs) Because when you have Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and you've invested in all these offensive players the last three or four drafts, you got Bijan here, and you can't get them the ball. Like the only like Drake London, you look at his last game. I think he had six catches, and everyone's like, "Oh, Drake London's back!" Like all of them were screens. Like he, they, I don't think he can really throw the ball downfield. I think like one or two of Drake's catches were actual catches. You know what I mean? Like where yeah, he, like his stat line move. is not compliment like complimentary to his skill. No, no, we need someone that can that can. If we had like a even just like a gunslinger, like like a Kirk, like Kirk Cousins might is maybe a little too good of an example because he's not a bad quarterback. But no, I'm trying I, to think I, of like I, a mid tier Mid tier, yeah. That's obviously part of the quarterback, right? And Ritter, but don't. What do you think about maybe it being on the coaches a little bit scheming these type of like quick action plays, just not even giving them a chance? Maybe I think that's exactly or, what they're doing to mitigate Ritter being bad. Is they're having to scheme all these plays exactly, and they're almost doing it to a fault. Where like like I mentioned in the red zone, 
it was like just give the ball to Bijan three times in a row and you score a touchdown. They're trying to do all these like play action trick screen plays where it's just like just fucking run the ball. Don't have have no shame in the fact that our offense is running it and we're going to run it 70 percent of the time and get 200 yards out of it because we do have a really good rushing team. Good back, yep. good line. We just don't have a good quarterback. And that's obviously good. And, and that. And that limits the entire offense. I it mean, does. it limits exactly. literally what they can call. Exactly. <laughs> they cannot call anything downfield because our guy that is leading us out with the C on his chest can't throw <laughs> it 15 yards downfield. Um, um, but time to transfer into my boys. I, I, I just want to say one quick thing about the Cowboys. And out of all things, like I love the way they're playing. It's super early in the season, of course. I, I, I just love watching – the def- I get more excited when the defense is on the field rather than the offense. Watching Micah Parsons rush the passer and having all these – like, they have a three-headed safety trio and J. Ron Curse, Donovan Wilsons, and, Mal- and Malik Hooker, along with Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore at corner, and then a couple nice nickel guys and Jordan Lewis and Dayron Bland, and then a pass rush that is just – they they traded for Jonathan Hankins from Vegas last year, who's a nose tackle. They draft Mozzie Smith from Michigan, who's a wait, big. Wait, wait, wait! But is this not the most tackle? Tyler Rant in the history of Tyler Rants? <laughs> what? What tackle on offense? Yeah, who plays right guard? Actually, make it tough. Right guard. Backup. I don't know. Zach Martin's the right <laughs> guard, though. That's the, that's the, that's the, anyway, I was just saying I love watching the defense. Defense like over I offense. So, that whole time. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm passionate. What can I say? I'm sorry. I love. No, we had to shit on you. We had to shit on you. But <laughs> I know is this the most fun you think you've had watching in the DAC era so far? By a mile, it, it's it's not even close. It, by a mile. And is that because of the defense's evolution, or more so because the offense is more mature? And, a, okay, and then I have a follow-up. Sorry, after this. Like, that that answer is a combination of both. Obviously, you just you, you get lucky in the draft, and you get like a, a like a revolutionary player. It seems and Micah Parsons that helps. Is he the best player in the NFL? Like, out is Mahomes I'm, still by far the best? Like, because we're we, offensive, he's he's definitely in the conversation. Bosa is obviously up there. I mean, there's some really good pass rushers, but yeah, he's, I I agree, but I think Parsons is by to me by far the best defensive player this year through two games. That doesn't mean a lot. You know, that's two games. But there is a ton of guys, but I just would employ you to, like, obviously everyone does watch him, but, like, if you watch close, I honestly don't think there's anyone more disruptive. Like, I just watched TJ Watt tonight. He had one sack. Micah Parsons had one sack on the third play of the game last year. Like, I mean, it is so quick. And, and he's dude, hitting, okay, that's strict. He's hitting you from every – Rips oh, the ball out of – so anyway, uh, and then yes, with the offense, yeah, they're getting the ball out quick in that new scheme with Mike McCarthy. I was mentioning at the beginning. Um, I am liking. There's just a different feel, and obviously, it's so, the Cowboys still until they're not the Cowboys. But I gotta fun. ask though, and that's where my next question was, and then we'll wrap up. Um, so they let Kellen Moore walk, pretty highly touted. Chargers going to with the Chargers. Uh, Schottenheimer's 2-0 with the Cowboys. Schottenheimer's been in many a place and not done well, also, just to be fair. 100%. But do you, do you feel like it's more of matching up the offense to the defense where it's like 
defense will lead us offense will grind us out is like so how do you feel where's the change coming from because I think Kellen Moore is as good offensively as you know most people but the wins are you know stacking up so is it like we have a true uniform identity now between both sides Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and McCarthy as well but I do think that the defense has never been this good the defense is nuts I mean, so, you guys. Uh, so I think just that alone is is like the majority of the difference. But I do think that there is a new rhythm in the offense that is is noticeable, and with the right pieces around it and the skill guys, where we're we're just getting it to our playmakers. Tony Pollard, Ceedee Lamb. Like if you've noticed, Michael Gallup hasn't had a catch. I mean, because he's our deep threat guy. Like he hasn't. Wait, had a catch. Michael Gallup's on the field. He's still on the field. He's wow, still good for his knees, but blah, I know God, he's been through it. There, there's I anyway, the, the, absolutely envy what you said initially, where you're like, you're more excited to watch your defense and your offense. I wish I knew that feeling. That sounds awesome. I've never During really had Super it. Bowl year you did, Kyle, to be fair. I mean, they were average, yeah, but the D line was sick, yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, and then yeah, I mean, I know we're just talking about our teams, but the Niners just were, are, yeah. Are very okay. Very... Okay. Last. Sorry, I'm I'm excited to talk again. So no, it's fine. Uh, who's your Who's your NFC and AFC championship? Because mm. I'll go first. I got. I think I have Niners for sure. And I don't I don't know about the Chiefs? Eagles right now. I feel oh, like oh, well, NFC. NFC. Oh, the matchup. I think I got Niners Cowboys. If it lines up, I'd say Niners Cowboys. Like I I feel good enough about the Cowboys that they beat the Eagles. And, and I, then I feel AFC, really good about the Niners. AFC uh, well, I think the NFC is too easy. I, I really don't think I don't know how you go against the Niners and Cowboys. But like, well, what Eagles, other team in the NFC do Eagles. you actually think could get the Eagles? Eagles. Yeah. Eagles. Yeah. Eagles. Yeah. I think there's three teams. Yeah. Eagles for that's sure. yeah, okay, that's fair. The Eagles are definitely in there. But you're right. It's easier. So then AFC. Tougher. I'm gonna go. I'm, Jags. I'm no way. I, I I don't think the Chiefs make it. Like really, I, I think no way. Wow, I love Unless it. Their wow. defense, if if their defense is as good as it's been, like if if that's their defense the whole year, sure. And Mahomes is still the best quarterback by far, but I don't Baltimore's know. Baltimore's looking good. Miami's looking AFC's good. good. AFC, like that's three games in a row. You have to, or I guess two games. No, they, I'll, I'm going to go. I'll go Baltimore, Miami. Baltimore, Miami. Wow. See, and if I, uh, yeah, there's so it's so long. I guess so I have to pick done. someone because I'm like, no way. I think Miami's like the hot team that is not going to actually be that. Good. I secretly believe that as well. Yeah, but I, I kind of think I'm going to go. Random here. I'm gonna or not random, but based on the last couple of years and not the first two weeks, Buffalo, Cincinnati again or not again. Ooh, but that would be I'm a great take, I'm one. Take the two runners up, like and say the that Chiefs would be fuck fun. up. Yeah, that would if it be could fun. be if it could be Buffalo, Kansas City, Miami, and Cincinnati, that's ideal for Is, fans. Uh, do the AFC North like an NFC or Baltimore team? or Baltimore? Do the championship games are they played at neutral sites or at one of the places? No, number one seat or oh, that would a Buffalo Cincinnati game in like the snow or like just a little bit of snow. That just sounds amazing. Yeah, that'd be sick. Someone signs Lashawn. <laughs> <Since you guys, laughs> exactly. 
since you guys are taking pretty mediocre takes, none of none of which are hot, I'm gonna go Chargers. Steamrolling out of the wild card, make it to the AFC championship game. Because I think they can beat anybody. I think they're capable of beating the best teams. They obviously have a slow start, but I'm not letting that deter me. Dude, I'm, I'm going Chargers. Right can I can I also lava take your hot take? Uh, well, I at think, least it was hot. No, at no, least you can say that. Not about this season, though. I think Justin Herbert's Herbert. I think I think Herbert's a poor man's Dan Marino. Ooh. Like he's never gonna win shit, and he's gonna have worse stats. <laughs> oh my! But 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 we're always gonna say like, oh, he was so good. Uh, no, but I'm also on the Miami like, train, but I'm not gonna. The Bills are gonna be in the in the AFC Championship. I just I I'll never bet against the Bills. We'll talk about Brock Purdy longer than we talk about Justin Herbert. Josh Allen throwing a lot of picks. Wow. That's a take right there. And we've already had Herbert for four years, though. So, like, we have to add up their relevant seasons. When we're 50, we'll bring up Brock Purdy more than we bring <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> if the the only reason we talk about Dan Fouts is he went to Oregon. The only reason yeah. we talk about Dan Marino is because he set the all-time passing record and then that got shattered. Like, <laughs> It's like Kareem without five championships. Didn't you uh, hear him come out today, though, Connor? Matter. He would have thrown this many yards, too, if he had the opportunity. I I probably would have. Baker would have. Johnny would have. <laughs> Johnny would have. If Johnny didn't Johnny, love partying so much, he'd be the best quarterback in the league. I think we can all agree on that. If the mob never brought Las Vegas to America, Johnny would <laughs> <Yeah. definitely> <laughs> He couldn't go to the Vegas. That's so my close. most scalding take of this podcast. <laughs> that made the most sense out of them all. Hey, come on. <laughs> uh, sure, random transition, that, because we do this at the end of podcasts, and I love doing it. It's kind of one of my favorite parts, actually, when we do it. Uh, have you guys watched the uh, Florida Gators documentary on Netflix? Yeah, it's yeah so I have. I'm, I'm actually happy you asked. It was a, it was an absolute full-A job on why Florida's so cool. But Connor and I dude, were obsessed with those Florida I was going to say, to be fair, I wanted to go to Florida that whole time. Like, they were so <laughs> freaking cool. I literally, during the Vince Young, so I can remember Kyle and I on Xbox Live when Vince Young ran in the corner touchdown against USC. And then I can also remember being uh, at school the next day with both of you, actually, after uh, Tim Tebow, like, did the – mud on the face or oh yeah, yeah on the face and being like that's the coolest guy we've ever known <laughs> yeah. Connor and I were obsessed with the Chris like, Leak Tim Tebow duo like people don't talk about Chris Leak enough but we, Connor and I definitely knew the Chris Leak oh era. yeah we're all about we that <laughs> I didn't well Tim Tebow the only thing I knew was jump pass and then they got into that and I was pretty pumped but pretty terrible documentary to be honest you didn't like it I thought it was good no, I liked it. I just think they obvious like what social media told me to think as always. It made but, me it made me uh confirm how I felt about Urban Meyer and that I yeah. just don't really like him. He's just kind of a douche. Ty, it was basically like all celebrating what they did and didn't talk about any of the like twenty criminals on the team. Yes. Or like, it was yeah, yeah. They br- they breeze over that part real fast. <laughs> like, what you saw on Barstool. Like Barstool nailed it. Like it was pretty, pretty <laughs> poorly done overall. If you were trying to do the quote unquote untold stories, sweet. I'll, I'll make sure to check it out. There's a couple I need to check out on there. 
watch a rise and fall of Dallas. That's a good just, one. It's one of my faves, actually. That's just not a thing, Connor. No, it was. It was like 94, 95. You're no, you're watching it live right now. You're gonna tune in next Sunday. It's gonna be great. Oh yeah, the fall part hasn't been ceased yet. They're still <laughs> filming, but all all I know is we're two and zero, and we're looking ahead to the Arizona Cardinals next week. That's all I know. Okay, wait. We're signing off. Ty, what's your prediction for the Cowboys record? How many games? Seventeen. Eighteen. Seventeen. Thirteen and four. I'll take the under. <laughs> that was you. coming no matter what. Round of golf. <laughs> Round of eighteen holes. Fair for sure. And you're going down, and we're going to the reserve, and we're getting lunch on Connor. Okay, deal. Ooh, I like four. that. Thirteen and four, Kyle. What, All right, let's go. Record? Falcons. Um, remember, ooh. I can take the over or under. You can take the over or under. Okay. Tyler's. I already got a free lunch at Tyler, so I'm going to make it hard on you. Then I'm going nine and eight because I oh, actually man. do believe that's where they're going to be around. So it's going to be it's going to be close. <laughs> nine and eight. <laughs> I remember I'm they're in a hurry. I'm going under on both of you. Okay, wow. thirteen and four. Let's go. Kyle just got a round of golf. I think. No, Desmond Ritter. Will the real Desmond Ritter play stand up? <laughs> Honestly, if he gets hurt, we'll just fucking throw Taylor Heineke. I've seen Taylor Heineke throw a thirty-yard pass. I've also seen he Marcus Mariota with the exact same team, and guess what? <laughs> not good. No, I think he got no, not good. Actually, though, Taylor Heineke is pretty good, so that does scare me. I'll go over. Um, yeah, he might eventually be the starting quarterback in Atlanta. I would not be surprised. The, the Jets need okay. to trade for him. Deal. I'll take the under on both. 13 and 4, that's a guaranteed win. 9 and 8 might be nervous. You know. But... <laughs> Just a reminder, he will forget. We've made so many bets. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. I'm, I'm I wonder how many bets we've made on this podcast that have never been filled. Yeah, everyone well, mostly we've made. <laughs> no, not true. Oh, oh, no. One more tangent. One more tangent. Mariners. No, Mariners. I, I was hoping they suck. Finish. I I hate the Mariners. They <laughs> they they make me want to kill. Them. Like every August, we we like, knew we knew that they never didn't have this. No, like, no, Tyler. During August, I was pretty happy. So was I, of course. And you're like talk yourself the pitching, games. the pitching. We have so many pitchers. You see what oh. he did? Kyle's not even talking, and we're mad. <laughs> like this is it's so fucking typical. We're one game out of the fucking wild card after leading the division. And and the thing of the thing that gets I don't every I don't watch the game. Like, what I gets you, Connor? What Houston gets you? That's winning. Houston, like they cheated, and Kyle's oh, he's willing to overlook that, but no one in the AL is. And oh my god, I'm not willing to overlook it. We just beat them. That's all. That's how you beat you. Yeah, but you'll never do that. You guys barely. Well, we already have. So that's that's funny you say that. They're they're, they're very distracted. <laughs> well, hey, can we? How about the Angels? They're they're a team that just oh, they fuck, fucked it all oh up. My God, that being what said, if the Mariners? Time. What if the Mariners get Otani? Uh, that'll be funny to watch. No, Connor's going to become our, the biggest Otani guy after being his biggest hater for ten years. Uh, the, the Mariners. Otani's overrated, and I'll say that time and time again. <laughs> the ownership doesn't he is not him. worth the money. Two Tommy Johns now, and I've said this over and over again. He will not pitch long term. But it'll still hit bombs. Seems like a pretty, pretty reasonable take at this point. <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> this man, at one point in his life, will not be a good pitcher. 
that's the that's the take no, of the no. night. That's the take of the night. Way to go, Tyler. Right, okay, right at the end. <laughs> you guys make good points, but you missed out. I said that a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, that was that was my favorite. <laughs> All right, good night. <laughs> Mariners get no Tony. No, well said, well said. <laughs> he cleared out his locker, though. Fuck you, CJ. All right. <laughs> CJ's never gonna hear this podcast. No. That's the best part. Hello. You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.